0: Welcome to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. We are glad you are in the cockpit with us, the cockpit of the cruise control van. There you are, sitting on that kind of greasy, ripped uh, bench seat back there. Perfect for what we're about to do, Les, and that is take them on a ride around the automotive industry, all the latest news, technology, new vehicles, and fun stories, right? Right.
1: Absolutely, as we always do. Uh, And it's a good mix this hour.
0: Oh, it's a great mix. A lot of new models and some good information. And we're starting this hour with a look at the Cars.com American-Made Index. And this is a good question. Just what is the most American-made car? I think the results will surprise you. And it, it's, I
1: think they will.
0: A lot of people I say, will. "Oh, I, I only buy American-made cars." It's like, well, your your American branded car may be it's, made somewhere else, right?
1: Stand by to be surprised. By the way, American-made is a is the federal law is 70% has to be produced by parts made in America. Okay, all right. Anyway, anyway, anyway the, uh, another thing we're going to talk about. Ford reveals its trimmer pickup. Big V8 power.
0: Yeah, really big V8 power. It's the uh, return of the big cube engine. (laughs) Remember Mm -hmm. when they used to call them big cube for big
1: cubic inches? Okay. (laughs) That's right. That's two liters, right?
0: (laughs) That's right. That's the big block nowadays. Yeah, (laughs) Much bigger than that, though. We'll talk about that. We're also going to talk tech. BMW's new hybrids will live in the green zone.
1: Yes, they will. And... uh, (laughs) You're probably wondering, why are used cars at or under $10,000 hard to find?
0: Because someone has bought them all? Someone
1: bought them all. (laughs) I I bought two and a half million of them and parked (laughs) them in West Virginia.
0: Ah, very good. Well, I don't think that's the answer, but we'll we'll have the answer for you. Uh, And what is the high heat, and I mean really high heat, like 114 degrees Fahrenheit, Doing to the European motorist, boy, I think it's chafing him under the collar, you know.
1: That is really that's deadly heat over there,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And
1: but, and you're going to do an at the wheel review of the Honda Civic Touring Edition, which uh, I know will be quite interesting,
0: yeah, very American made car. Matter of fact, very The, the the engine, the transmission, it's all assembled. Uh, in uh, Ohio, so yeah, there you go. Hey, you're listening to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Stobb and Les Jackson. Don't forget, we're on the web at CruiseControlRadio.com where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. It's all there, CruiseControlRadio.com When we come back, we got that American-made index story for you, so buckle up and get ready, because your on-air automotive magazine is on the air. We'll be right back. Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Cruise Control.
1: And welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred at the wheel. We are rolling. Boy, have we got some cool stuff. But something that always comes up people email us all the time when we give speeches, they ask, you know what? What are the American-made cars? What's the best American-made car right. I can buy? And it's, you know, it's it's amazing. You can actually see the surprise in people's faces when you tell them what's really made in America.
0: Yeah. You know, well, well, let's let's just like think about it. You can buy a Nissan truck, and it's more American than a Chevrolet at times, depending on the That's model, right? right?
1: That's exactly right. And uh, you know, a lot of cars that people say, "Well, that's a foreign car. I don't want the thing. Well, like a Honda Civic or a, uh, a uh, an accord. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, these are these are and have been made completely in America for for a
0: couple decades, right, with a lot of American uh, piece, parts and pieces. Remember, when that's you have right. a factory, you have to, the suppliers have to have those parts within 20 miles, right? Because they do just they in do. time. So, more than likely, they're building them there. Uh, you know, in some cases, they're importing them, but uh, much of the car uh, is American made. Uh, so, this is the annual American made index, it's put together by cars.com. And in this Bloomberg article that kind of summarizes it, they found that nine of the fifteen most U.S. manufactured U.S.-sourced vehicles are manufactured by Honda and Toyota. No surprise. Yeah. So uh, about two-thirds of Honda's cars are assembled in the U.S., which is more than General Motors and Fiat Chrysler automobiles.
1: Well, that's right. Toyota has eleven plants in the u.s wow honda has uh, nine and they're building a tenth
0: wow yeah a lot of plants there um you know and let's remember kia has plants down in georgia uh honda yeah. has plants they share that plant i believe so exactly
1: uh bmw B- uh, you, you name it you yeah. name the company
0: yeah mercedes uh, yeah BMW, of course, we always say this, but if you order an X5 crossover, even if it's in Europe, it is built in South Carolina, right? That's right. So, so let's run them down from number fifteen on up. Um, Toyota Tundra assembled in San Antonio, Texas. That's pretty wow. cool, right?
1: That that is cool. I forgot <laughs> that the Toyota that the Tundra was made there again. <laughs> There's so many plants that you they, you just lose track of them.
0: Yeah, uh, Honda Accord is assembled in Marysville, Ohio. By the way, I I uh, erroneously said in the open that the Civic I'm driving was built in Marysville, Ohio. That's actually built in Greensburg, Indiana. So, so there. That's I, right. I think they used to be built in Marysville, Ohio. They right?
1: used to be. Actually, they share a, a physical plant and a track with the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration there in Marysville.
0: Okay. Moving up to number 13. Well, this is no surprise, right? Ford F-150. Not,
1: not at all. That's right. Well, we expect that.
0: Yeah. And uh, Clay Como, Missouri and Dearborn, Michigan. Two spots weren't they used? Didn't they used to be built in Virginia as well? I guess they that...
1: used to be built in Norfolk, Virginia. I actually went there and walked one through the assembly line on a press event. That is the plant in Norfolk that made Model Ts.
0: Wow! Is it still but building? Anything? No,
1: it closed down. Uh, the, the plant was so obsolete; they just had to close it down, and and um, I think they just completely bulldozed it.
0: And it's something else. And I don't know
1: what's there now.
0: Hmm. Well, at number 12, big car Toyota Avalon assembled in Georgetown, Kentucky. So there you have it. And uh, we're going to have more of this list when we come back on Cruise Control Radio. Just what is an American car? You can find all the information on the sticker. It will tell you the major components, engine, transmission, uh, even give you percentages of where parts are made. And final assembly point. So it it's no mystery anymore, is it?
1: No, it's not. And it, people have to start appreciating that an American car uh, can easily have a, a non-American brand name.
0: Yeah. Or a Japanese engine. What? That's right. It's true. Hey, when we come back on Cruise Control Radio, we'll run that cars.com list down. So stay tuned. And check us out on the web at CruiseControlRadio.com, where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Cruise Control Radio will be right back. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at CruiseControlRad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad.
1: Cruise Control.
0: Welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Stobb and Les Jackson. We are glad you are on the ride with us. There you are. Well, you've sat on the grease stain in the, the velour bench seat in the back of the That's van, right. haven't they, Les?
1: tufted naugahyde splendor
0: (laughs) that's it (laughs) warm leatherette right here on Control radio (laughs) nothing but the best
1: it just doesn't get better
0: Mm. well we were running down before the break the most american cars made the american made index comes from cars.com surprising a lot of people because the list is dominated by hondas and toyotas right
1: Absolutely. We already uh, ran through uh, four of them, uh, three of which were Toyotas and Hondas. Yeah. Um, And uh, the next one, which is the number 11, is the Chevy Camaro. Now,
0: that's certainly no surprise. Lansing, Michigan. Of course, a lot of talk about the Camaro. It's in its sixth generation. Uh, Will there be a seventh? Is it delayed? It's switching platforms. We don't know. Is there going to be a, a Z28? A lot of information floating out there. I just hope they make it a little easier to see out of next time. How about you?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's why I have a feeling it's uh, it's about to go away.
0: Okay. It might go away. and That's another theory. It might go away for a couple of years while the new platform rolls out, and then it will come back. But the sales, were. I think they only had sales of 51,000 uh, Camaros uh, last year, and it, it's been sinking. So, not doing great. No. Maybe it'll make the—well, they do have the Camaro uh, crossover. It's called the Blazer. They
1: do, the Blazer. Mm -hmm. Um, That that may be the only Camaro you'll see for quite a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Up next, uh, at number 10, Acura RDX East Liberty, Ohio. Just drove an RDX. Great vehicle. Uh, Number nine, uh, getting into the crossovers. That's right.
1: No surprise, GMC Canyon, uh, assembled, of course, in Wentzville, Missouri.
0: mm mm-hmm. uh, Chevy Colorado, Wentzville, Missouri, number eight. Right,
1: same truck.
0: Honda Pilot, Lincoln, Alabama, right?
1: Lincoln, Alabama. Ha- Honda Pilot is loved by
0: their owners. Hmm. What's at number six, Les?
1: Acura MDX, which... Of course, uh, another Acura, East Liberty, Ohio.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, they share assembly lines. Uh, great cars. Yep. And then, of course, at number five, a car that is about to go undergo a metamorphosis will soon be revealed. Uh, the C8 Corvette, uh, the outgoing model C7, and the C8 will uh, both be built at the Bowling Green, Kentucky plant. Um, and that is certainly in America, isn't it?
1: That is the American sports car.
0: hmm
1: Has been for 60-plus years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back to the uh, list, uh, the the uh, Honda Passport.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, Honda here, assembled in Lincoln, Alabama.
0: Another vehicle people <clears throat> love, and number three, Honda Ridgeline, uh, Lincoln, Alabama. People love those.
1: They do. They do very much. And another one that's loved, one of the last of the minivans. Mm-hmm. A Honda Odyssey. Yep, Lincoln Alabama
0: again. And then you can't get more American than this—a Jeep uh, Cherokee assembled in Belvedere, Illinois. And I bet there are more on there. I used to hear that the uh, Ford Escape was a very, a very high-contented uh, American vehicle, but I know they do use the uh, Kuga platform from Europe now, so maybe that's not the case anymore. Uh, a lot of Chevy trucks are built um, in Mexico, I believe, too. Um, That's true. Rams, I think the heavy duties are built. I think the heavy duties are built in Mexico, and the 1500s are built here. I'm not sure about that, but uh, you know there are plenty of other factories around in that. And um, and of course, as we said, BMW, Mercedes, a big big uh, presence here, Kia. That might mean that the vehicles, while they're built in the U.S., assembled in the U.S., may not have a lot of U.S. parts. But you can check that list out at cars.com. You want more information if you're thinking about buying a vehicle? Hey, way, that weighs in on the thoughts, right?
1: It absolutely does. Uh, so when you buy American, uh, don't rule out all these other brands because they're made here. They're made by American labor. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all you want.
0: Now, uh, Ford recently announced the 2020 Super Duty Tremor Off-Road Package. (laughs) Uh, And, of course, uh, this will be built on their freshen 2020 Super Duty. It's available in the XLT Lariat, King Ranch, and Platinum trims on the F-250 and F-350. Now, get this. It, you can get it with a 6.7-liter diesel engine or a brand-new 7.3-liter V8 gas engine, uh, which is completely new to the lineup. I'm sure that's going to find itself into some other chassis. What do you think?
1: I sure would imagine so. That's uh, that's basically about 450 cubic inches.
0: Wow. That's like the old days, isn't it?
1: That's like the old days. <clears throat> uh, that's that's big.
0: Yeah. Well, um, you know, what Ford has looked at with this model is that people typically would buy a Super Duty and then uh, 15% would upgrade the stock wheels and tires within six months of purchase. These people must have a lot of money because that truck's not cheap. And to put big wheels and tires on that thing and lift it or something on a heavy-duty, Super Duty yeah. pickup, it's not cheap, is it?
1: Not in the least. You could, you could easily blow seventy-five grand or more.
0: Well, these trucks, uh, these tremor trucks are going to sit two inches higher in the front with a total of 10.8 inches of ground clearance. <laughs> yeah, they can navigate uh, up to 33 inches of water, which is the best uh, in-class mark. That is pretty amazing, right? 33, that's almost three feet. So that's pretty serious. Yeah. Um, I'd like more information on that 7.3 liter V8. I think that's kind of interesting. Certainly that is going to they got back into the medium duty truck market and you can it, venture it will, a guess that will be in the medium duty truck chassis won't it It'd
1: be nice if they brought back the galaxy and and, <laughs> and put that engine in <laughs> and hit.
0: Will it will they will they have a a high hypo crate motor uh, 7 point3 uh, you know liter what do you think?
1: Well, maybe, but I, I don't know how big that thing is, whether it would fit in
0: Mustangs or something else. If you cut it right down the center and added a foot in the middle of it, yes. <laughs> yeah, wow. So so there you have it. That is the Ford Tremor. You're up to date on that one. Uh, when we come back, Les, we're going to talk some tech because BMW's new hybrids are going to live in the green zone. we will tell you what the heck that means. And why is it so darn hard to find a used car uh, at or under $10,000? And we're not talking about clunker junkers. We're talking about cars that are, you know, nice, something nice that you would feel safe putting your family in. So why is that so hard? And also, uh, we're going to look at what the high heat is doing to European motorists. It has been brutal on them in the last couple of weeks, so we'll find out about how they're faring there. And I'll have a review of the Honda Civic Touring edition also a very american vehicle as i said with uh, the engine coming and engine and transmission i believe come from the us and it's built in greensville indiana so there you go a completely different car from what honda civics used to be where they had the the little add-on turn signals that look like fog lights remember those days oh yeah wow <laughs> the little little it looked like 10 inch 12 inch wheels maybe something like that uh they've come a long way baby.
1: they've many many years ago
0: boy yeah yeah. so uh there you have it we appreciate you listening to cruise control radio plenty more to go so stay tuned also check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter check out the podcast edition and more CruiseControlRadio.com. It is your gateway to more automotive news and information. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We'll be right back on Cruise Control. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.CruiseControlRadio.com.
1: And we are back. We are back. Les Jackson, Fred Stobb, Cruise Control Radio. We're here. We have a lot to talk about still, because for some reason, the auto industry never stops changing.
0: (laughs) That's good, because we would get very boring otherwise, wouldn't it? It it would.
1: It would. But... uh, Of course, the big news, not not necessarily new news, is electrification.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And every car company uh, is doing it. Uh, They're all major, major plans. BMW is one of them, and they've already said they're going to have 25 electrified vehicles
0: by 2023. That's four years. Now, remember, electrified could just mean hybrid, too, right?
1: That's right.
0: That's quite right. But
1: you know still that's a huge investment in technology
0: yeah uh they're been showing off their vision m next electric concept of course we told you the other hour about how they're uh, making uh han zimmer is uh creating sounds uh, sound textures for the vehicle right that's right uh and uh, so that that Vision M is coming out, and a 711-horsepower electric 5-series BMW that was just announced. Wow. What do you think of that? That's, um, that's I think, more than adequate. More than that. Frank, thank you. That was adequate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Um, Substantial. Uh, Substantially it will, it will It will come to speed
1: in a brisk manner.
0: And... Plus, there's going to be future plug-in hybrids, which I think are the uh, a gap filler. And they're not not a bad idea right now, are they? That's right.
1: They're a great idea. And, they, and they're going to have longer and longer electric ranges mm-hmm. in their plug-ins. So you figure they say by 2021, they will have doubled sales of electrified vehicles compared mm-hmm. to this year. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's impressive.
0: And they expect a steep growth curve around 2025. You know, but they have to watch the price because we've heard people are hanging on to their cars longer. If the price is too high, you know, that's always a deciding factor. I mean, if they go in and say, well, the gas version is, you know, $20,000 less, that's going to be hard to get them into the electric, isn't it? <laughs>
1: Well, it will. It will. Uh, however, um, I'm rather surprised. BMW says they've already sold more
0: than 150,000 i3s. I do see them around. I know they are one yeah. awkward-looking vehicle, aren't they? It. Uh,
1: I was. I'm glad you said that.
0: <laughs> You're like. I did <laughs> not say that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> it, it keeps me from being harsher in my. Uh, in my style judgment,
0: Well, even BMW has said the next i three will be a more of a traditional looking car if for yeah. lack of a better term, you know uh, it's that's, it's a little out there, I think. Uh, a polarizing. Right. It's polar. We can use all these words that some people say it's polarizing, you know, like how they say it when some people say,
1: well, but I don't I don't like using the word polarizing for an electric vehicle. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but look at the uh, Mini Cooper. Yeah. The the, the electric uh, that that's fabulous.
0: Yeah, the Mini Cooper SE will go into production in Oxford, UK later this year, and the BMW iX three will follow in twenty twenty, uh, and then there'll be an i four in Munich, Germany. So it's really going to explode. There'll be a lot of cars out there and you know, what's kind of funny. It's kind of hard when, when you have like a, uh, a five series and you're parked in the electric recharge area, you know, I think a lot of cops are, are looking at some of these cars and saying, is that electric? It's like, yeah, it is. So a lot of them, they don't look out there anymore. They just look like another car. They don't. So, um, so yeah I think I think it's going to explode now the green zone idea is once again you go into a city and it senses that you're in a city using G- GPS and it may force the vehicle into the electric mode and shut the engine off while you're in driving around the city and then when you leave the city get on the highway it will go back into the gas mode I could see that yeah. happening
1: oh I think that's uh, that's coming very very soon and and Especially on
0: trucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, let's move over to our next story. Uh, according to <laughs> this story here, uh, I believe it was in Automotive News. Yes, from the Automotive News Data Center. There are not a lot of $10,000 used cars or cars priced below $10,000. It's been declining in, in the used car fleet. And this is also according to Car Gurus the The demand for these vehicles, there is a demand for these vehicles, according to car gurus. There's just a lack of supply, we haven't seen in years, and it has to do with people holding on to their cars longer, average almost almost 12 years in the U.S. Right, so well, that's
1: right. But it also is a statistical problem because from when we had the the uh, the financial crisis, um, you know, in 2009. They only sold ten and a half million cars
0: right so there were less cars to begin to, with
1: yeah so th- that that drop in car sales was staggering-hmm and that means that there are fewer used cars from 09 and 10 mm-hmm. and 11 mm-hmm. so uh, th- there's a shortage
0: yeah and and what's the sweet spot for used cars probably three four years old something like that?
1: I think so. You know, something that's as that's ten years old or so doesn't have much value at all.
0: Yeah, it's used up pretty much. Yeah, uh, I think that when these used SUVs come out uh, and and the crossovers, that's going to help them. When more remember, back in two thousand nine or before, there weren't a lot of them on the market either, were there? Not anything like no. we have today. No, very few. Uh, also they're finding that a lot of banks won't finance vehicles that have 120,000 miles or more on them now if you have a diesel powered pickup that's really nothing on there but for a small four-cylinder car that's a good bit of its life used up right
1: it is and the banks just don't want to uh, have to take that risk
0: yeah well i don't blame them and you know Also, when you're buying a vehicle, to me, I probably shy away from that unless it was something I really wanted and it was unique because you're going to have to replace a lot of stuff more than likely, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. And I'm seeing a lot of of cars, uh, the people I know are buying, and and the the cars routinely have 120, 130, or 40,000 miles, and they still want, uh, and these may only be three or four years old, they still want $18,000 for them. I think that's a
0: terrible buy. I agree. I agree. You'd be better off with uh, something like a Nissan Versa or something like that new uh, and spend a little more, you know, and and get something that's brand new with all the latest features at that point. I really do.
1: That's right. Because really, you're buying miles per dollar. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Hey, we'll be right back with Cruise Control Radio at the wheel review of the Honda Civic. So stay tuned to your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Stobb. He's Les Jackson. We'll be right back. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise control. And
1: welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred, rolling. Fortunately for us, we aren't terribly hot. But people over in Europe—wait a minute!
0: Speak for yourself, (laughs) Kimosati. I'm referring to thermal. Oh,
1: okay. As opposed to, of course, adorable, which we, which we are. (laughs) Yes. Um, But over in Europe, they're having a horrible, horrible, very deadly heat wave.
0: Oh gosh! Yeah.
1: And you uh, know, I really feel I feel bad for them because, I, as you know, I have no tolerance of heat.
0: No, no, and this is heat up to 114 degrees.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's fatal. Yep. So uh, there, this of course causes lots and lots of problems, not just for people surviving and trying to uh, get through it, but. You have stretches of the Autobahn that uh, they're having to set temporary speed limits. Yes. Because of heat damage, your tires would
0: heat up so much. That they could just explode. Absolutely. And yeah. they're also limiting uh, speeds on older cars. I wonder, in Europe, do they still put the speed limit on the back of the car? That's what I remember. There would be a sticker. I think they do, yeah. And BMWs would have a high number and, and like you know, less expensive cars, uh, like a Duke Chaveau would have a low number. That's you know? right.
1: Well, in the, our cruise control van has a, has a 12. On
0: the, <laughs> 12. On the back. Yes. But, um, you know, that's a big problem. You think about it, uh, roads can, can warp and basically start melting. Um, and, uh, they're also worried about higher emissions, uh, on, uh, older cars as well. Uh, you know also think about temperatures in a car if you don't have working air conditioning oh that
1: that's don't don't even go near it
0: you know it can get up to 130 degrees in a car without air conditioning just sitting still and you know and that's in what a 80 85 to 90 degree range that's right, 80, 85 range. yeah
1: if, it, if it's 114 outside you could probably approach 200 inside the
0: car You could probably burn your hand touching a car in that. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it would be, it would just be deadly. And just don't do it. Just don't go near it.
0: Uh, This article is from the Associated Press. It says, uh, when this was written, uh, temperatures of, of 102 to 104 and air conditioning is scarce. I know in France, they're not big on air conditioning, which is. Which is a problem. <laughs> I like air conditioning. Well, it is.
1: You know, Germany, France, uh, they're not used to air conditioning because their climates have been very temperate.
0: Yeah, but I like I like air conditioning. And uh, oh, me too. I remember being in France during a heat wave, and you know they would turn it off when you left the hotel room. I was like, wow, who turned this off? <laughs> you know, uh, I got to put this back on. But hey, let's do an at the wheel review, shall we? Why not? Yeah, I got a real good one this this hour. It is the 2019 Honda Civic 1.5-liter T uh, four-door Touring Coupe. Well, four-door Touring, not a coupe. Although there are four-door coupes. We saw, we saw that. Four-door Touring. Um, and they make it real easy to order because there's really not a lot of options on this whatsoever, but it's very well equipped. Now, we should say for 2019... All Hondas uh, get Honda Sensing, which is their safety system, which we'll go into in a little bit, uh, on all of their vehicles, both sedan and coupe. Ours had it, certainly, and it is a sedan. Uh, It gets a refreshed exterior design, uh, and this is one of my favorites, a volume knob for the radio, because... Yeah, the, the last couple of models had a uh, slider on the screen that you slid with your finger, and it was less than convenient, I would say. Um, ours came in a kind of a, a, a navy blue, I would call it, um, with uh, interesting uh, interesting seats on the inside, interesting cloth seats uh, with a nice, nice uh, look to them. Um, now, as I said, they make it real easy. Touring is kind of top of the range. Uh, and it has everything in here. Now, but all of those vehicles, all of the uh, Honda Civics get adaptive cruise control, collision mitigation braking, lane departure warning, lane keeping assist, road departure mitigation, and forward collision warning. That's part of Honda Sensing. This comes standard on all Civics. That is that is a great thing, isn't it? And that's that's new for it is. 2019.
1: This uh, is very responsible.
0: Yeah, and uh, we had, I, I'm sorry, we had leather trim seats that did have a little cloth insert in the center or some kind of different material in the center that made them look very nice. Uh, leather-wrapped steering wheel, leather-wrapped shift knob. Uh, it had a premium audio system with 10 speakers. Uh, it had Honda navigation built in, which did a really, really nice job. Honda has always done a great job with interiors. They always look very expensive, nicely designed. Um, you know, the graphics on everything look look they look expensive, you know, and I, I liked it a lot. Uh great interior room. The only thing I would say to watch out for rear passengers. They have plenty of leg room when they get in and good headroom, but getting into the rear seat, you have to watch your head because uh part of the roof comes down pretty far, uh, and you have to uh, I had one passenger in the back, he's five eleven, and he said he had to bend down pretty pretty far to avoid hitting his head. I know I, when I first got in the back seat, as I always do on these vehicles, I know you do. You sit in all the seats, you, you look around, you see what's going on in there. I felt that it was a little hard to get in the back seat. You had to watch your head. So was, yeah,
1: and for you and I, we're not we're tall. quite average height. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that's a problem.
0: Yeah. Um, HD radio, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, Bluetooth hands-free. All the goodies, Sirius satellite radio. Um, I liked, I did like the volume control knob. Uh, not not a high tech thing, but uh, you know, uh, it's a good thing. Um, one thing, uh, they, the power comes from a 1.5 liter direct injection turbocharged 4, 174 horsepower, uh, which is great. Four wheel disc brakes, great. Um, electric power steering, good feedback on the steering. Uh, I found though that the CVT transmission um, had spots where i I didn't get the power right away, and then it would come on full bore. Uh, and that's one thing I have to say i I was a little surprised about and did not really like, uh, and when it comes to the driving experience when you're you're going to accelerate and there's just a dead spot and then it and then it catches, you know. There was no sport mode in this, only an eco mode. Uh, And this occurred in both sport and eco. In I should say that again, there's no sport mode, just a normal mode. Uh, And this occurred both in the eco and normal mode. So um, I don't know what's up there. You know, uh, this was a pre-production car. Could be that. I don't know. But uh, mileage is excellent. Uh, It's a combined number of 33, 30 city, 38 highway. Um, does real well in all the crash tests. Uh, Very impressive there. Five stars across the board in everything. Uh, And this vehicle, as we did mention, is uh, the engine is from USA, transmission is from USA, and it is built in Greensburg, Indiana. So uh, a lot of American content and uh, good crash numbers. It's one to look at, just those two concerns, the uh, headroom getting into the rear seat, And also the kind of hesitation in the CVT transmission. So there you have it. The Honda 2019 Civic 1.5 turbo four-door Touring. Uh, That's your at-the-wheel review. Hey, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Time for me to say, I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.